drug dealer Mo has to stop. <laughs> it's interesting. The new dealer What? There are many. Tell him Coco. There are many things happening today. And you always, you always, you always want to nail the situation you're in. I, thank you. People are sitting. Sometimes you have a family simcha. Me and Johnny look out for these things. You're at a family simcha. You want a guy to nail the, the moment. To, to be present in the moment and to say things that are that are to, to hit the moment. What's the moment? What's happening at this moment? Rai Shapiro spoke Rosh Hashanah. You could say many divrei Torah Rosh Hashanah. He said, I like, like, what is the day? Nailing it. What's the day? What's the day about? What's happening? What am I? You want it? You could say many divrei Torah and many ideas, but a little bit to nail the day, to get in touch with the day, to feel the experience. On the day itself? On the day itself. In general, with situations, you like to experience the day and be in touch with the day. It's funny to me. Today is a very, very funny day. I want to describe to the guys, there, are, there have been a lot of goodbyes. Today is the last day, really the last full day of Elul's man. It's after Elul, we're in Tishrei, but of that Zman, that beginning of the year, that initial flight of the year, the nature of this yeshiva, and most yeshivas, Elul is the most intense man. Just based on what the yeshiva is doing, relationship, connection, conversation, it's very, very early in what the yeshiva is doing and what's happening in yeshiva. It's just starting, it's just, it's beginning, and the, the end of the beginning, this first man of Elul, people are going, people are parting, people are returning home, guys already started to make flights around the yeshiva, and one aspect of today is saying goodbye, is ending the, the first this first precious man, this first beginning of the year. It's also Erev Yom Kippur. That's not one of the holiest days of the year. And the day before Yom Kippur, tomorrow already is Erev Yom Kippur. Tomorrow night, it begins, begins this precious, this precious Yom of Yom, this holy, holy, awesome day of Yom Kippur. And so today is the day before, it's the second, it's the third to last, the Aseris and getting tomorrow's Erev Yom Kippur, today is right before Yom Kippur. So with definitely Yom Kippur on its mind. It's also before the Yom Tiv of Sukkot. Thank you very much, It's also, thank you, it's also right before, it's also right before Sukkot. I sometimes feel in the shuffle, especially in yeshivas, we sometimes can neglect the Chag of Sukkot, and it just gets neglected in, um, in, in yeshiva, the lumbus. Many, many years I try to give shiurim. I happen to like giving shiurim on the Dalad Minim, on the Sukkah, and Ion shiurim. And this here point that what we, what we didn't have the Siata the Shmaya to say Ion shiurim, but it's also headed towards the Chag of Sukkot. I want to try today in a brief way, all three, to try to focus on all three aspects. I hope at least if we get to two of the three, one of the three. But I wanted to acknowledge the three aspects today. I don't want to miss the day, both as the end of the Zman, of a precious Zman of, of Tire of Limra, Tire of growing, of coming together, that aspect of today, both as, er, as getting closer, 
getting closer to that precious day of Yom Kippur. And both as before the Chag were partying and would have a Chag of Sukkot before the Chag of Sukkot. So I wanted today to try to at least talk, hopefully two of the three and maybe get to all three things. The first line of business is to talk a little bit about Yom Kippur. That would be, to me, the first line of business, is that uh, we're in the middle of the Aseris Yimei Tshuva, and we're getting to Yom Kippur. I like studying in the fourth parak. I like doing this for myself. I like doing this with the guys. In the fourth parak of the Rambam Hilchus Tshuva, so he has a few in Yanim. The Rambam here s- speaks about 24 things that are blockages to Tshuva. That are ma'akivas at Tshuva. So he speaks about some blockages to tshuva. I want to study a few of them that I think are instructive and can help us studying these as people who don't want blockages of tshuva, who instead want good processes of tshuva. I want to speak about a few things that the Rambam describes. He says these five things, he, he breaks up his list. And he says five of these things are noyel darke atshuvah They block the derech of tshuva. There's a paths of tshuva. And five things, he says, block path, paths of tshuva. And one of those five things, and I want to describe it for a bachar in yeshiva vis-a-vis the yeshiva in his experience in yeshiva. I'm not doing this as an agenda I think there are many aspects of this, but one of the things that block tshuva is parish menatzibur. If somebody separates from the group, parish menatzibur. And, and he says, the Ramam says, separating from Klal Yisrael, not being part of the group, parish menatzibur, is something that would block, it would be Nile, it would be a blockage from a derech of tshuva, from a path of tshuva. The Rambam says, why? Because when they do tshuva, you won't be with them. And you won't be with the merits that they do. When they do tshuva, you won't be with them and you won't get the merits that they do. Very much interests me. The assumption of a tzibur of Klal Yisrael is they're going to get it right. The tzibur will figure it out. If you're part of the tzibur, you'll do tshuva with them. If you're not part, when they get it right, it's funny, the Ramam doesn't say, if the tzibur, the Ramam should write, connect yourself to the tzibur of Klai because if they do tshuva, you'll, he doesn't say if. The Rambam says, when they do tshuva, bizman sheyase tshuva, the parishman at tzibur won't, maybe they won't do tshuva. There's an assumption on a tzibur of Yidin that tzibur will get it right. Klal Yisrael will figure, we're too good of a people, we'll get it right. I have watched yearly in the yeshiva, I'm going to talk about the yeshiva, it's not limited to the yeshiva, and I'm not doing it as an agenda for this, it's just the world I live in, so it's easier for me to connect this halacha through the yeshiva. It's true out of the yeshiva, we're going to have most of the experience in our life and not going to be here. So I'm only bringing here to bring out the point. The yeshiva, I watch yearly, it takes time, we'll get it right. Guys will join, minyanim will happen in beautiful ways. There'll be in a, there'll be, there's going to be an atmosphere of steiging. Shabbos suders will get fuller at the end when we sing and they say the very Torah, yearly it gets fuller. Yearly we see people click in. 
there's a stage, the yish, and it takes time. And, and it takes time. It takes figuring out for us all. It takes adjusting. I was just meeting with Shlomo Feldman. He's talking about, he's putting tremendous amounts into the dorm. He's up till crazy, crazy hours. And we're figuring, I'm talking to him, Benny, Avrami. It takes time. We will figure it out. Guys will figure it out. Bacham and Yeshiv will figure it out. We'll get it together. The Tzibur will do tshuva. The Tzibur will get, will go in the right way. It always happens. The question is, is the Bacher going to be part of the Tzibur? The Tzibur will get it. There's like a chazak on the Tzibur of Klai Yisrael. The Rambam says one of the, something that stops tshuva is Pirish Menat Tzibur. There's something called the Tzibur and the Tzibur will do tshuva. It's like, it's like a given on the Tzibur. And the only question is, are you part of the tzibur? I'll tell parents, and I don't even know if they always understand, how's my son doing? This is a very unusual thing. He doesn't come to one davening, your son. He doesn't come to one shear. He's part of the yeshiva. Like they never heard this report. Like in the report cards, there was like gemara, math, science. You have, you have attendance to prayers would be one. And I put, maybe above all, is he part of the yeshiva? And I say he's part, what does that mean he comes to music night? That's a big deal. He's part, I'll tell a parent as a reporting kid, good news, he's part of the yeshiva. Oh, so he's coming to Davini? Never. Oh, he's going to share? Never. So he's part, there's, an, there's a certain aspect, he's connected to yeshiva. He's part of the avirah, he's part of that atmosphere, he's plugged in. It might mean he shows up to music night, it might mean he's close to his rebbe, it might mean he's close to some dorm counselors, he's just, he's very in the flow of the yeshiva. When there's a big event, he's there. He's part of the flow of yeshiva. Oh, I hear. But there's a, there's a big deal to that. The yeshiva will do tshuva. We're going to get it right. The guy who's holding on will be part of that process. He'll be there as we grow, as we click, as we stay. He says a second thing in the Rambam. The Rambam writes that somebody who's part of, of, of a tzibur is zayche b'zchuyay shaisen. This is not like, you know, we're not at checks and X's, guys. I don't like, I don't have a Yiddishkeit which like you're filling in checks, check off davening. We're talking about deep acquisitions. We're talking about relationships. In relationships, you don't check off, you're not checks and X's. Talk about being close to Hashem through mitzvahs. It's not like you check off your back. Shachras, check. Mincha, check. Mayra, check. We're talking about a guy who's close to Hashem. Of course, he does it. Hein, hein, a mitzvah. This is the way. We're talking about a relationship. Yiddishkeit, not checks. So what, checks and X's people love this one. That if you're part of Tzibur and other people do things, you get checks on your box also. So if you're part of that group that loves checks and X's, like more checks in my box. But if you're part of relationship, there's a big vert that you're part of a Tzibur and somebody in the Tzibur is a big tzaddik. is very, very good for you. It's not just, che- and you get checks. If, you, if that's the way you like breaking up life, you'll have more schar and more checks. It's a big deal that friends, if, if your friends are, 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 are steigen, is a big deal for you. It's a big deal in your own relationship. You're part of the crew that's close to the melech. It's not just checks and X, it's a big deal. My chavr, we're all tight with the king. I'm in, I'm in the inner circle. You're in, it's a big deal that your friends are doing well. 
I have told parents, if your son's part of yeshiva, by his friend will steig. And that's, you, you should know, imagine on a report card, his friends are steiging. Is his Milo? Is his Milo? His friends are doing well. It's a big deal. That's a, it's not just he gets more schar. There's a Milo that he's a type of guy. His friends are big steigers. The Rambam says that Parishman at Seber is Noel Darki at He says two things. First of all, because the tzibur will do tshuva, and when they do tshuva, you'll be part of them. Wow. And if you're separate from the tzibur, it's always, well, we can't get a guy to plug into the yeshiva. It's fresh the yeshiva. We're going to get it together. We're going to get it together here. It's going to take time. It's not going to be easy. And they're equal and every year, getting it together is unique. I want to, we still have to ban the 12th, 13th grade. I have to, but we have to do some more trips. I have to figure, we're a big place and we're in different dorms. I have to be ma'agin and get it all together. There's no question. We have to gather the chevra for sure. There's work to be done. But the guy who's plugged into the matzav, so then as the work is done, he's, he's there for the ride. So step one is to plug into a tzibur, to belong, to feel part of a tzibur, is very, very important. And somebody who's Pirishman at tzibur, there's somebody he doesn't belong. He's in his own, he's not part of the tzibur. I always beg guys when they're married to find a minion, a shul, a place that you're, that from that place you're plugged into the tzibur. The tzibur will get it together. The tzibur of Yidn will always get it together. I believe in the tzibur of Klal Yisrael. And when they do get it together, if you're plugged in, you'll do tshuva with them. That's one. And the second thing is, you're, he says, if somebody's not part of the tzibur, is not which tells us when you're part of a tzibur. So when we got a siyum at the end of the year, you own that siyum. It's not pretend. Somebody and you are at Seber, Steig, you, you own it. You have, you have investment there. You make money. Literally, literally, and again, I'm not coming from checks and X. I'm coming that there's a, there's a Kenyan Anefesh in such a thing that your friends are steiging. There's a big deal that your friends are growing. If you're a checks and X's guys, of course you have a chalik in your friend's growth. You encouraging them, being with them, and supporting them as part of their growth. And there's milus as a Kenyan anefesh that, that you have chevra that are steiging is a big mila for a person. So belonging to a tzibur and feeling connected and plugged into a tzibur is a very big deal. And the Rambam writes it as one of the five blockages of tshuva. The noyel darke at tshuva is somebody who makes himself separate from the tzibur, goes at it alone, and just feels a disconnect to the tzibur. That's something that's noyel darke at tshuva. That was one thing that I wanted to share with the Chaver. I want to skip to the third thing. I'm going to skip number two into the third thing the Rambam says. He says somebody who laughs at mitzvahs. Malagala mitzvahs stops the pathways of tshuva. Always keep mitzvahs as special and precious. Somebody who laughs at mitzvahs, since it is nisbaze be'enov, since it's cheap in the person's eyes and he doesn't pursue them, he won't do mitzvahs. And if you don't do mitzvahs, mitzvahs are a tremendous force to impact us in our life. Ner Hanukkah, Shoifer, Tfilin, 
tzitzis. Mitzvahs are a tremendous aspect of, of, of growth for a person. There's tremendous amounts to tap in. Tremendous potential lies in mitzvahs. Mitzvahs infuse a person with holiness. They elevate and bring tremendous amounts. It's not equal for us all, and we don't always pull out the full potential. And as we go through life, just doing a mitzvah elevates a person. He's a loyalist to Hashem. As we connect to the mitzvah, as we understand the mitzvah, as we commit to the mitzvah, it can do more and more and more to us. We pull out tremendous kedusha from the mitzvahs. If somebody's malagala mitzvah, if somebody laughs and cheapens a mitzvah, so then he's not going to pursue them and he's not going to get the kedusha out of mitzvahs. The positive aspect of something we can work on as we get close to... Um, to Yom Kippur, and something we work on when we want to access the Derech HaTshuva is to treat mitzvahs more seriously. An attitude of treating mitzvahs seriously. I always, I, I, I always appreciate before the Chagim in the house, so before, before Hanukkah, that's the Chag that comes to mind after, shortly after we come back together. So my wife starts bringing up a table from downstairs and starts designing the area where the menorah goes. And I'm happy to experience it myself. I get a sense a mitzvah's coming. There's a Chag coming and there's a mitzvah called Ner Chanukah, Ner Chanukah that's coming to the home. And the attitude of seriousness to a mitzvah. I love before Purim, all of a sudden I see Shalach Manas coming. There's a beautiful mitzvah of Medivrei Seifim of giving Shalach Manas. And I see the table start filling up. And my wife's different plans and thoughts, how she's going to give the Shalach Manas. And the mitzvah is a serious, there's an attitude of a seriousness to a mitzvah. And a general sense, things we can do in our life to simply treat mitzvahs with more sincerity, to treat a mitzvah with more importance, to give an attitude of seriousness to mitzvah. It bothers me when youngsters, it bothers me when a 17-year-old, that father, I went and I got your Dalad Minim. That bothers me. First of all, you should spend your own money. Spend your own money. on the, If you can, at least chip in. I'm, I'm the least guy. I never say, I never say to, to youngsters, like, parents, I buy my kid, I don't have, like, you spend your money. We give to my kids, buy everything, even the Dalit Minim. But if a person can, buy, spend money. It's very big, Zach, to spend your own money, if you can. If you don't have, spend a little bit of your own money. Ask your parents, beg them, Rishos, to chip in. Buy your Dalit Minim, spend money on your Dalit Minim. Go to yourself, learn the halachas, find out, and try to buy on your own. If your parents already bought a few shucks, so take it to somebody, find out, look into it. To invest in a mitzvah, to give an attitude of seriousness, mitzvahs are precious. We had in yeshiva last year, one of the holier, I felt one of the very special days that we made tzitzis together last year. I was very, it took me by surprise. It's something I'd wanted to do for years. A few years ago, we had a little mix-up. We wanted to make tzitzis, and it ended up happening, and it, it ended up, we were just designing the Beged. This, this past year, we were Zeicher, Rav Aryeh sponsored, and we made 120, 130 Begadim were made in this space Madrash. I honestly thought and said, I, my mind, and I told Srili when we were organizing it, I thought 30 guys would do it. 
I could say the base mesh was packed. I believe there was, if there's really catered, 120 pairs or something of tzitzis were made. But I saw in the room, it was very serious. The guys had a sense, this is very serious. We're born for mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are serious. Mitzvahs are important. And a big path of tshuva. A derech, if it's nayel darke at tshuva, it disrupts and blocks a path of tshuva is lack of seriousness to mitzvah, an attitude of seriousness to mitzvah. One of my favorite mitzvahs in the world is the sukkah. I think guys don't know enough about it. I want to talk for a few minutes to segue. It's Erev Yom Kippur. It's also a beautiful Chag of Sukkot is coming after. And we have a beautiful, beautiful mitzvah of sukkah that's coming our way. We have the Dalad Minim that will pick up, that will shake the Dalad Minim. We'll talk, we'll talk for a few minutes in this sitting. We'll talk a few minutes about the Dalad Minim, Blineder, in a little while. We have the mitzvah, the precious mitzvah of sukkah, of sitting, of leishiba sukkah, of sitting in the sukkah. The mitzvah certainly of sitting in the sukkah is, is different the first night than the rest of sukkah. So when we say the first night in chutzlarts, we mean the first two nights and the rest of sukkah. The first two nights, all of us have an active chiyuv teed in the sukkah. We have an active chiyuv teed in the sukkah. If a guy says, I just won't eat, and then I could eat outside the sukkah, you're supposed to eat in the sukkah. It's a, it's a mitzvah, it's a chayva, it's a chiyuv to eat in the sukkah. And as such, we have your yaitzah with the kezayis, we make a leishe basukkah, we eat a kezayis of challah in the sukkah. The rest of sukkahs, if we have a kfeus, if we have a kfeus, then we have to eat it in the sukkah. Theoretically, a guy can nash and have things out of the sukkah if you're not having a bay of oid. It's two kezayisim, you're having a bay of oid of pas. Then you have to eat in the sukkah. A person has less than a bay of oid, nachilas arai, is allowed to eat outside. Could take a piece of cheese on a trip somewhere. Could take a drink outside the sukkah. But if they're having a kfiyos, they have to eat in the sukkah. That's the rest of sukkah. Kfiyos has to eat in the sukkah. If we have an achilas arai, it's interesting. The Sharetzian has a chumroch, which which makes sense to me. So there's a raya from a, there's a raya from the Gemara and Sukkah that if during a suda you want to have a drink inside your house, that you're not allowed to do. During a suda, even a drink is called kvius. So if you're going into your house, you're allowed to drink outside of a suda, outside of the sukkah. But during a suda, it's very shayach that even a drink is called, it's part of a kvius. It's part of a sitting down. So don't take a cup of soda in your kitchen. That could be very problematic. You're during your suda. That's the Sharetzi and the Chavetz Chaim's Machmir and Naita, that during a suda, even a drink, where you could say, I'm just having a little piece of meat in my house, it's not a kfiyos, during the suda, eat in the suda, eat in the, eat in the sukkah. The preferable, the, the real Iker Adin is to sleep in the sukkah as well. If somebody won't sleep, there's Mitzayr, the Arpitum of Mitzayr, the Iker Adin certainly is to, to eat in the sukkah, is to sleep in the sukkah. If a group of friends are sitting around, the best place to do it is in the sukkah. We have a gorgeous, gorgeous mitzvah of dwelling in the sukkah for seven days. A group of guys are sitting around. Avad did the best thing. is got to go inside the sukkah. Be kavua, sit in the sukkah, sit down. To make a bracha when you're sitting with a group of friends is a big shayla. So the best thing is to have a day of of of, of, of mezainas. 
Pashtas, you're there for a while, a group of friends. Give them cake. Make sure to have a bay of oid. Which is a little more than two kazesim is a bay, a little more than two kazesim. My father's kazesim are very small, so it's the size of a matchbox, two matchbox of cake, and beside And then you make a mezainas, a leishiba sukkah, and you schmooze with friends sitting in the sukkah. What do you mean it's problematic? To do what, which one? To eat in the head, oh, to make a bracha when you're sitting with friends, to make a leishim asukah. That's a shayin l'rishayinim. If you're just staying there, if you make a leishim, so the best thing is if you've come in fresh from outside, is to have a bay of of mezainus, and then you can make a leishim asukah. The 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 es the etzem fact that a person takes mitzvah seriously, even helping construct helping construct the sukkah is all part of taking it seriously, the mitzvah, an attitude that helps tshuva is a sincerity, a seriousness about mitzvahs, is an attitude. The fact that a guy pitches in to build his sukkah, or to build a sukkah, is an attitude that mitzvahs are chashivtim. It shows an attitude of chashivas ha-mitzvahs. If malagal mitzvah laughing at a mitzvah, I, I, my father is, a, is the type of live and let live when it comes to youngsters. He's pretty good at being easygoing. And I was with him in camps for many, many years. And he knows youngsters are youngsters. And his typical attitude is like easygoing with youngsters. Typically, pretty, you know, live and let live. I once saw him tremendously upset during Avdallah. Guys were making sounds and making like a mockery of the mitzvah. And he was like literally very upset. Yeah. And it was an attitude, he felt like it was malagala mitzvah, like it's a mitzvah, the attitude has to be respect, Abdullah is serious. There's a, yeah, he was very, very, very upset, Ravezi was there, but I saw something that a mitzvah was very, very chashiv, mitzvahs are serious, and a general attitude. It helps to study, to prepare. Some years I had Ravezi give a shir in the Dalad Minim. We weren't zeicher to get to it this year, but the fact that people would study and take the time to ask, to find out, to inquire, anything that we could do in our life that lend itself to an attitude of chashiva samitzvah is a big part of tapping into darke atshuva. If there's something called noil and darke atshuva, there's a, there's a path of tshuva. A path of tshuva, seriousness to mitzvahs. Lending a seriousness to mitzvahs, taking them with a certain respect and appreciation, that's huge. Mitzvahs are serious. Mitzvahs have a seriousness. Anything in our own lives we could do, to me it's like cool. I, I like even a guy for his own tefillin goes out and his tefillin bag is a little wrecked and he buys a new tefillin bag and he spends money on it. It's very wise. He takes it seriously. He takes his tefillin. A lot of guys are very mocked at how they hold their tefillin bag. I think that's such a cool, these are all cool, the dark ayatshuva, just at the mitzvah, like, it's a serious thing by you. It has a seriousness by you. It's important that there's a whole way of taking care of your tefillin, of caring about your tefillin. A guy buys a new tefillin bag, that's a, that's a dark ayatshuva, that he's taking a mitzvah serious, that's a path of tshuva. Anything in that area, amongst all the mitzvahs that we're zeichet to, that he treats it with a certain seriousness. I respect the guy buys a nice bottle of wine for Kiddush. The, the oifin that we do, Kiddush, the Rabbanan said, the mitzvah, the rice of Zachas, Yamashavs, Lekadsha, is alayayin. 
and a guy makes some wine. I personally make kiddush on grape juice, and I'm and I'm always like feel badly, but it's much more chashiv to do it aliyayin. Wine's more chashiv. I try. Wine's more chashiv. I'm allergic to yayin. Every once in a while, I like say, okay, I'm doing yayin. As I get older, I'm getting more allergic to wine, and I end up with blotches. It's probably not safe. So I try not to do it, but I'm tempted to use yayin. It's much more chashuv. There's a mitzvah of kiddush. It's much more chashuv. Set up. I like in yeshiva. I like setting up the cups. There's a halacha kaisel bracha that you're supposed to surround it with other cups of wine. I like trying to set it up, even a little nice. We don't have such fancy schayr here. But a little bit to put around it. You surround the kaisel bracha. There's a matzim. Any header, any type of thing that one can do, that the mitzvah has a serious, it's, it's important. This is, these are important actions, anything we can do. I have seen, again, their shilas, mayim achreinim is a chayva. Do we have mayim achreinim? Today the pashta says yes. I have seen people put on a jacket for benching. I respect that a lot. They're, they want to take benchings, benchings of mitzvah daraisa, v'zaycha, v'chalta, v'savata, v'erachta, daily in our lives, we get to bench. The fact that a guy prepares, a guy gets a bench or the bench inside. It's, even, it's, it's a good idea on many levels, but if this is something that the guy thought of, that he wants attitude of seriousness to mitzvahs, you see, you see on big people that they take things seriously. They take things a certain respect, and importance, there's a value to what they're doing. You can watch big people. By the way, studying the mitzvah itself is a tremendous Indian of studying the mitzvah, learn what the mitzvah is saying, find out about the mitzvah. Anything we could do in our lives that creates that the mitzvah is more serious in our life is dark a tshuva. You're building a beautiful path of tshuva, the things in place that can impact us and uplift us and, and really talk to us in meaningful ways and have meaningful impact in our life, you've connected to and you've elevated and up and just made better. This is the hepik of malagala mitzvah, so somebody who laughs and scoffs and puts mitzvahs and makes them less serious. So that's the second thing. So number one I wanted to speak is separating from the tzibur. That's noel dark yachuva and connecting and being part of a tzibur is a tremendous derech of tshuva. It's a passageway of tshuva. Taking mitzvahs seriously is a passageway of tshuva. Of tshuva. I want to go the fifth thing that the Rambam says. We're doing one, three, and five targeted. The fifth thing he says is somebody who dislikes Musser. He says that this rejecting Musser, hating rebuke is blocks off passageways of Tshuva. He says because Musser causes Tshuva. Because when a person tells you your sins I once heard, it's interesting, I once heard a, I once heard a Gaisha, a Gaisha thinker who's very, very big today. He's a very big Gaisha thinker and a from person, a Rav, was interviewing him. And he asked him about pathologies, like how are we supposed to know? How does a person know he has that flaw? And the guy got very serious and he said, Rabbi, we got to listen to our friends. 
Friends are critical to us and tell us things. Learn not to shut them out. They may be angry at us. I have seen, it's interesting, I'm, I'm sitting next to Mo Muller and, I want, and I've watched this. I've watched this, that group of friends. They're a serious group of friends. They're very loyal. They pay attention to each other's criticism. One says something to the guys take it seriously. And learning one of the Kenyane Atayra's Aves Atayachacha, to love Musr, and something that's a derech ha that's a path of tshuva, is to be a person who accepts criticism from friends. It's not easy, we're human. I do not like when my wife or children criticize me, it stings, it hurts, but a, but a part of me likes it too. And a part of me wants to hear it, and wants to soak it up, and wants to absorb it, because how else are we going to change? It would be so sad to be stuck. We're here to advance, we're all human with a lot of flaws, and when we're open and open-minded to the criticism of people who are near to us and dear to us, and we don't shut it off, we don't reject it, we're secure enough, that's actually a passageway of tshuva. You're much better off, it's a passageway of tshuva, it's a derech of tshuva. In a time of Aseris Yemei when all of us want to tap into tshuva, Allowing for criticism by friends and being open to it and interested in it. It says, loves it, that you embrace it. Thank you. And you think about it, you accept it, you grab it. Maybe even ask for further clarifications. Our friends tell us important things if we allow it. It's very easy to shut it down and shut it out of our lives. We all could do that. The older we get, when we're youngsters, we don't have such a choice. Mom's going to give it to us, like it or not, and maybe dead. As we get older in high school, we're easier to shut out all teichacha. And we could even shut our friends down from giving teichacha. Simply, they're afraid. I'm going to use a sports analogy. Anybody knows anything about boxing, there's an art that they train fighters to counter punch. The second your opponent throws a punch, throw one right back. And they do it later in the fight. They want the guy, he's afraid. He doesn't punch, so he's afraid because he, it's, it's seared in his brain. If he punches, he gets punched back. People do that to the people near them. People do that to spouses. If I'm ever knocked, I attack back. And the reason to do it is we want people to think twice before they attack. And it's very, very easy to set up our life that nobody can criticize us. It's actually a wonderful thing that it's safe to criticize us. And we should love Teichacha. We're human. We're human. We have human insecurities. Let's, let's talk honestly. We're human. We're human. It's hard. We have to learn validity. I never took a Rebbe who was just a critical person. There are people that are just critical. I wanted a Rebbe who could say good things, but I never took a Rebbe who couldn't say bad things either. Mm. Who couldn't knock, who couldn't say you're being a baby. It's the dumbest decision you made in your life. Who couldn't say, say it straight. Because Teichach is important. And one of the Kenyane Atayra is Ayyavesa And one of the Darke Atshuva. The Rambam says what prevents Darke Atshuva, it's Noel Path's wage of Tshuva, somebody who hates rebuke and sets himself up that nobody can criticize. If one is open to it, his friends, his close friends will tell him things and he'll, he'll be zeichet to hear important things. He says, one second, they're telling me something, they're saying. And I want to change, I want to be, it doesn't slug me up, 
doesn't mean I'm not wonderful. We're all neshamas. We're all incredible. But it gives us things that I, hey, I'm noticing. My friend did tell me that. Maybe he's on to something. In Eretz Yisrael, in, in, in Imre, they have groups. In Nevardik, the groups were, they did Nevardik twice a year, Elul and Adar. They had groups in the Elul's man. At this point, year in Adar, four friends went in a room, four or five friends, let's say four friends. And three friends would say every single thing about the fourth friend. They say, you know, you pick your ear and it's annoying, it's very disgusting. They would tell them things. They would talk honest things. And, they, and I don't say to try it today. And the point was that he should be aware of some of the frustrating things. Mm-hmm. I don't say to try this today. And I don't say if you don't compliment and see great things also, then it could be destructive. Well, I think we should try it. Why not? Maybe. Maybe a group of friends have to think about it. But it has to be we see positives also. If we're just critical, it has to be we see good things in each other. But they used in Nevardic. They did it in Adar and they did it in Elul. Very interesting. Adar, they did it also. And the three friends spoke honestly to the, four, to the fourth guy. But it's amazing. You had opportunity and people liked it. They had opportunity to hear really about themselves. Maybe habits, but honest. Nobody exaggerated or lied or knocked the guy. And you, you leave room that I could be wrong. I'm telling you what I experienced. I would say the, the, today that it has to have positives also. Not as a fake. And I want you to know you mean a lot. You're very inspiring. I could point out something also. If it doesn't contain the positive, I think it could be dangerous. Just criti- you know, bashing sessions. That's not the point. We also admire a guy. So we see a guy. Admire you a lot. I want to know. I want to point out something. The Abbas Ataychachas, loving Musars, is a path, is a passageway of growth. And this, this is the fifth thing that the Rambam brings. I wanted to share those three things. I wanted to move on now, moving on in the Rambam, I want to talk about, I want to talk about a specific Avera that's relevant to a dorm. This is most relevant in a dorm, but I want to bring out a point, I want to bring out a point with this. The Rambam says that there are five things that people won't do tshuva because they don't realize they did something wrong. He says, the Dvarim kalim roiva adam, and he's going to sin and he's not going to know that he's sinned. The Rambam points out that there are five sins that are very subtle, that people don't see them. I want to talk about one. I don't real. it's not even, it's a specific Avera that's very, very relevant in the dorm. But I want to talk about it in a general sense. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. The specific Avera that the Rambam says that people are nechshal and don't know they sin chaim. And then I... If you, it's not our way here to talk so much about Sur Meirah. We want to Sur Meirah Vasei Toiv. I want to create an Asei Toiv of something, Chaim. The Rambam says that if you eat from a Suda, She'enim Aspekes Lebaleo. If a guy has something that he doesn't really have enough for himself, and you take some of that, Tzavak Gezel. It's, it's a shtickle Gezel. You think it in sin. He, he gave me Roshos. Let's give an example. A guy has a can of soda, and you ask him for a drink of it, you're a thief. Now, he offered it to you. He said, sure, take a can. But he only offered because he was embarrassed. You set him up that he couldn't. It's, it's avat gezel. The Ramam says people don't do tshuva because they don't know that they just stole. In yeshiva, it's like common. A guy gets a package. I can have one of the cookies. You have to be very careful. He doesn't have enough cookies for everybody in the room. 
And even he says yes, but he only said yes because he was embarrassed. That's Gezel. Be very, very careful. Borrowing clothing. And you say, I, I could borrow your, your sweatshirt. The guy feels like he can't say no. That's Gezel. Even though he said yes, but he only said yes because he was embarrassed to say no. The Ramam saying, Savak Gezel. So I'm coming to talk the specific case in a dorm. It's good to know about it and be more aware. I'm much more interested in the general big sense of being careful with somebody else's money. Mine, his. Mine, his. Being careful, an attitude of being careful with somebody else's money. This honesty and sincerity. He has gifts and things that are his and I have things that belong to me. There's something very, very precious. There's something very, very precious about what belongs to you. Your money is powerful, useful, very, very powerful. You are gifts and you are things. There's deep sugyas to what Hashem gave to you. is very, very powerful. It says that the tzaddikim value their money. You know, tzaddikim, it's funny, we would guess, if I asked you, are tzaddikim into money, you probably would say no. But I want you to hear something deep. It says that tzaddikim are very into their money. It's very precious to them. Very, very precious. Money is very, very precious to them. Like legit, legit, legit precious to them. Why is there the moment of tzaddikim? And it says because they don't touch gezel. Because they don't steal. Now, very interesting. What does it do with not stealing? If I respect your money as gifts from you, from, that Hashem gave you, money I have is gifts Hashem gave me. Mm. And as such, it's very, very precious to me. That those, that's a gift Hashem gave me. Where I put it, how I use it, it's very, very serious and precious. It's very, very important. It's funny that, that it, it, it's a funny thing when we think about it. My vans are very important to me. It's very important. It's, it's precious. It's on the way to a basketball game. It matters a lot to me. It's going right now to drive a whole bunch of guys who need to play basketball. To, it's on its way as we speak. It's very important to me. And it's a precious gift. A person's money is precious. The attitude about being, and by the way, when we're not careful with his money, then we lose the attitude of the preciousness of the gift of Hashem. There's a tremendous cost in the attitude of the gift of our money. If I don't appreciate the gift of the money that Hashem, oh, that was given to him by Hashem. That's his money. Then I actually lose the gift of the preciousness of the money that I was handed. We have many, many gifts that are very, very precious. By the way, it extends way past our money. A guy's a good voice is precious. That's a cool gift. A guy is brilliant. is a precious gift. A guy should like should cherish it. Should, a guy's good looking. Precious gift. You tell a bacher, I spoke with the guy. A guy's good looking. It's very precious. A gift. It's tremendous amounts to utilize that gift. There are physical gifts Hashem bestowed us. And it's ours and given to us, meant to use. And certainly to utilize the gift from Hashem. Being very, very careful, that's his gift. Even saying it is money, that was his gift, that wasn't my gift. Let me find my stuff and let me leave him with his stuff. Because his stuff was gifted by Hashem to him and my stuff was gifted to me.
This Rambam of being careful to sue the Shainim Aspekaslavala is very, very deep sensitivity in his gifts. Here he said I could have it. What do you mean? Yeah, but he didn't say it wasn't sincere, so it remains his gift. Mm. He didn't mean it, it wasn't Palev Shon. But this is like a chum, not a Chumra, it's a Dak, <coughs> and it's a subtlety in being careful, the <coughs> gift that was given to him. The the Asay Taiv, the positive element of the gifts given to me are serious are important, are precious. It doesn't create a stinginess. It actually can give a lot. It won't be like harder to part. Sadiqim don't have a harder time parting with their money. They actually, it's more hush of the act of giving. They're taking their gift and putting it here. It becomes very, very precious where they put it, to whom they give it. It's a precious gift. And where they put it, how they use it is very, very precious. I have something important, I have something valuable, I'm going to put it here. It becomes very precious. A Bachar described to me in Eretz Yisrael, a guy described to me that giving stock is too easy. He puts his hand, he, was, he had endless money, Not, they weren't so rich, but like we were Bachram, we didn't need money, like there was no expenses, the yeshiva served everything. So you give a shekel, you don't give a shekel. He said, I don't feel anything to giving stock. So this amazing, Israeli, I want this friend of mine, listen what he did. You know his dilemma? He said giving tzedakah was like meaningless to him. Aniyam would come, I give. He didn't feel like he part. So he did to solve it, what he did, Israeli, is he made a whole budget. He did not need a budget. He had money. And again, he wasn't a big spender or so rich. It just, what, you know, whatever, whatever money he had, he, it was more than enough. And you, know, you buy a falafel. We, we weren't big, like, eater-outers, our chevra. And so, you know, we didn't, it wasn't like that. I look at, my, I look at some of my kids, like, spe- they don't spend so much money. So, so you give stuff. I give a shekel. He didn't feel like he was parting with anything. So this friend of mine, Israeli, made a whole budget. And he knew, he became conscious of expense, only gave himself a certain amount a week. So when he gave a shekel, he was like taking off from his French fries. So he, like, there was an account to it. So this way he felt he was parting. That was his idea. I think if we perceive that the money was gifted, all the money was a gift from Hashem, hey, I'm giving away something very precious. Hey, and I'm choosing where this precious gift, any precious gift that we get, has a tremendous chashivs. This is different. I have like a certain kais in my house. It's very, very meaningful to me. Because I got it from Mo. So it's a very meaningful kais. Not a simple kais. Now I have other things. It doesn't matter. But this one I got from Mo. So it's very precious to me. If somebody chaps his money as a gift, one of the ways to get there is to chap that the other guy's money was a gift to him. Being careful with somebody else's money, it's, we don't know, realize the cost of not being careful on his money. Mm. There's a deep, deep cost in your attitude to your own money. It's not a precious gift. We have to say to ourselves, no, his gift. You literally could pass by his cookies that he gets. You say, his gift. You know what will happen when you have cookies? My gift. That's, it should be precious things we have. And then you, by the way, you could take my gift and do something with it. That's the, the very act of giving that which is precious to you becomes important, becomes meaningful. You have something precious and you chose to use it there, becomes very, very meaningful. I always like when the singers 
share their voice with us, but I always want them to know they always have a right of refusal. I like any town, the flippers in yeshiva do flips. It, as near as Friday night, it's a big deal a guy can flip. It becomes that much more charged. When one of the acrobatic guys does like a flip, it gets everybody, it gets me, it gets us all, woo, gets the song. But I want the guy to know, I like when Simcha Schwartz says this, I'm not so up to it. I like that. I like that. I, want, I like you. I like the guy to know he owns it. It's my gift. I share it <laughs> on that context, stress him. But I like that a guy owns it. Taiva Sana is mine. I own it. It's mine. Then he liberally shares it. He takes his gift. Shlaim is always sharing his voice. Chaim and Shlomo share their voices, and I appreciate how much they share it. And how liberally they share it, but I always tell Shlaim and Chaim, I tell them this, that refuse sometime. Say, no, not this time, not in the mood. or the, 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 Just the sense of bilus, it was given to me, my voice. And then I share that which is precious. This, my Rebbe spoke in all the years that I was by him for nine years. I was able to actively hear Torah from him. And the thing he spoke about most was being careful with somebody else's money. That was the topic he spoke about most, to be careful. There are many aspects to it. The Rambam says that, um, the Rambam describes this level of sophistication. The Gemara says that tzaddikim, who are mocked but not to steal, their own money becomes chaviv. Their own gifts become more precious. You don't blur the line, my gifts, your gifts. There's a sense, this is my gift. I was handed this, this is precious. And it was put by me. Somebody put it by me. There are lines that become blurred and things become not important. It fascinates me that the Mabal, the Dara Mabal was nechshal in many averis, but like nechtam gzardinam alagezel. At the point there was no mine yours, so we were living very detached from Hashem. There was a, the, the world had to be destroyed. There wasn't the sense Hashem gifts, Hashem put this here, Hashem put that there. There are reasons and places Hashem puts things by. Things by you were purposely put by you. Hashem put it to you. Very, very serious. Very, if you own glasses, very cool. Hashem put glasses by you. And then that has a precious use and an importance and a very, very, something very special. If you have a car, Hashem put a car by you. There's something important. Reb Schwab, famously in Munsi, the Munsi Tzaddik Reb Schwab, the one from Washington Heights, brother, I believe. Reb Schwab, after he finished with clothing, he would, it's, it's a gedder of Akar Satayv, but it's also a gedder, he would talk to his clothing, he wouldn't throw them right away. He would like thank them, he knew clothing didn't hear, he valued his own gesadikim, they had like a meaning and importance to him. When I see guys leave, leave yeshiva and leave tons of clothing, it's a good end of this man. We said we're going today, Erev Yom Kippur, Sukkot, end of this man. When guys leave his man and just leave clothing there, besides it, that they're not chas on their parents' money, which bothers me, but the attitude that it's not precious, what's mine, you were gifted those clothing. They're very important. And taking and taking care of it and being serious about that, which is yours, is a very, very important and good attitude. The Rambam gives, gives very few examples of loving another Yid. One of his only examples to be chas al and chaveira Israeli is to care about somebody else's money. To care, to be serious and, and, and care 
about somebody else's money is one of the Rambam's only examples of Atrecha Kamaychas, to learn to care for somebody else's money. I think in a dorm we have that opportunity of those attitudes, somebody else's stuff, to be very, very careful with somebody else's stuff. I'm not silly, and certainly when there's ADHD and, and people are get, youngsters get confused about this, so it's hard. Sometimes we find we're fighting the tide. But if we can learn, even in all stages, it's, it's a place we could develop a tired attitude of chas al mamun chaveri, of really being careful of that, that which was gifted to him. To be more careful with his stuff, it's his thing. Let me be very careful in general with his stuff. This, this applies to all the areas of the dorm, seeing a roommate stuff on the floor, picking it up. It's my friend's money. I'm very careful of his money. When he gets a gift, to be careful. If I just ask him for something, he doesn't have enough. Maybe he was just pressured. To be careful, his gifts should stay by him. And certainly then to recognize when I have gifts, it's important and I utilize them right. So I wanted to share, I wanted to share this um, this, this aspect of the Ramam. Rabbi, if you felt like, like, if you felt like a very comfortable friend, you would very comfortably say no. You no? Yes, no? yeah. If very he would comfortably say no, say no. Huh? to a request. If, if you ask him and he would come. By the way, Maish, I'd say to a guy that if you don't really feel like giving, the better thing is to say no. If you don't really feel, say it in a nice way. I'm sorry, it's hard. I very feel. That's the nicer thing. Because I don't want him to be a Ganav. The nicer, it's funny, we live in a society like we consider, whoa, he's mean. He's actually a much nicer guy. Mm -hmm. If you see two people, one says yes because he's guilted, he's actually weak. And the nicer guy will say, I'm sorry. Now you look like a meanie. You're not trying to be a meanie. And halavai, we come, we work on ourselves, we, we try as best as we can, but we don't want to say yes when we don't feel it. That's, that's for certain. Is his friend, allowed to, is his friend not allowed to say no? Like, I think he doesn't want to get So he feels uncomfortable. Is he allowed to, is he allowed to say yes? Like, is he like, he, his friend doesn't know. Is it, it could be like a lefnei like, yeah, yeah, it's certainly better to say no. It's certainly you better to say no. You should try not to. Yeah, yeah, try not what to. What if you don't have that mentality? What do you mean? Somebody says, yeah, I don't want... Somebody asks you to borrow something, you don't want to lend it out, but your friend asks you, so you're going to say yes because you want to help your friend out. You want to give it or you're embarrassed to say no? You want to give it because you'd rather help your friend out, but at the same time, you would prefer that your friend didn't ask you. But once he asks you, you're... Meaning, you want to give it, but you don't want to lose him. him. But once his friend asks him, he doesn't want to say no to his friend. Because not because he's embarrassed, because his friend asks him something, he doesn't want to say no. Like what do you say to that, Daniel? So, Schlein, yeah. Moyo says, depends if you'll resent it. If you don't resent it, maybe, maybe. The bottom line is make sure you believe, Shalom. Yeah, if you don't really want to, again, you'll sound mean. We don't, none of us want to be meanies, but we want to do it, believe, Shalom. We want to, when we say yes, we meant it. We say yes, we meant it. I like practicing. I just was on the phone to pay a bill. I pay from the phone. I was paying a bill, and they said, "Do you want to add a dollar to? Um, do you want to give an extra dollar to support a very good cause? They give heat to people underprivileged. So sometimes I say, yeah, I do want to give a dollar, but I love practicing there saying no because I want my yeses to be real. So I say, no, I'm not in the mood of giving a dollar. It's, I don't know who the underprivileged guy is. All human beings deserve to have heat. Heat's not a luxury. Just for the sake of the practicing? What? Yeah, 100%.
hundred percent. What about what about? Sometimes at shop, right? I've already practiced. And you want to give a dollar to the hungry. Now, maybe. maybe I'm not sure. You know, I, I, it's talk of, I'm buying food so I can relate to the guy who's hungry. But I also want to not be, I don't want to be a guy whose yes is fake. So it's a good time to say, not, not today. Not today. It's a good time to practice. Now, I'm not, I don't, you know, it's a good time to practice. I want my yes to be a yes. So it might be a time to practice. I'll sometimes say no to lend my van just so my yeses are real. I'll say no. I'm not lending it right now. What? Even if that yes, it would be real. It's not yes. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what about a tip? What if? What about a tip? If, if somebody a restaurant the waiter asks for a tip and you don't want to give a tip. Very dangerous. A re- waiter should not ask for a tip. La You have to be very careful. Anything you're putting pressure on somebody. Do you know Stucker? Anybody who's been zeichet to watch Rivar and David collect Stucker. Rav Aaron David is very, very, a lot of social tact. And he looks, when he collects Stucker, he looks like he doesn't know social cues. He doesn't look you. It's like Stucker for Shabbos, and he looks away. As long as you see a 10th grader, people who can't look at you, usually it's an insecure feeling. They feel shamed. So you see a guy will talk to you. The Durham cat is not up to it. Sometimes a guy will talk to you, he'll never look at you. He feels shame. Doesn't, he feels unworthy, so he'll talk to you like, they go, look, he, will, he, can't, he can't look you in the face. He feels shame for some silly, he's, he's big, he's huge, but he won't be able to look you. He feels a lot of shame. You could watch Guy Steig as the, a guy feels worthy. He'll look you right in the face, dead in the eye. He feels worthy. But sometimes the guy feels unworthy, so he looks away. Rabbi and David feels he's, he's worthy. And when he collects stucca, he never looks. And the reason, he, the reason to me is obvious. He doesn't want to pressure. If Rav Aaron David looks at you and says, I'm collecting for Shabbos, you hand your pants to him, you give your shirt, you give your whole wallet. He doesn't want to cause undue pressure. So this way, he's not looking. You can give what you want. He doesn't even look what you put in. If he look what you put in, you might put extra money and feel a pressure. He doesn't want to cause that pressure. I've told the guys the story. When I was a youngster, a friend of mine was collecting tzedaka. And a very, very big Talmud Chacham, a Paisik, was written, Svarim on Alacha, told my friend, you know, you're stealing now. My friend said, so I was there. I, was, I heard this in my ears. He said, why am I stealing? He said, because I watch when you get change, you put in your pocket. Why don't you have any change out? Because you want to make the guy chap. You can't give small money. It's like embarrassing to give small money. So you're putting undue pressure. You're saying you have to give bills. He said, you're a ganav. You're a thief because you're causing a guy to give a bill when he really just wants to give a quarter. So that's ganeva. You can't cause pressure. Somebody has to give belave shalom. You can't cause pressure. Sometimes it's, it's an anias. Again, I'm not like, I don't want to be tough on aniyim and, and we should give stuck as much as we can and try to find it to give as much as we can. Sometimes somebody pressures to give more. You have to be very careful. They have to find the halachas of pressuring. Oh, I can't. What? Jews, what do you mean? Like, unless you're a non-Jewish Uber driver. Not you can't steal from a guy. No, no, meaning, no, meaning no. All right, other way around. Meaning, if he Uber pressures us, you for for a tip. Like, you, you when you close the app, they ask you what. Tip I wouldn't. If you don't feel, don't give it. Give what you feel. Again, again, a person should try his best. To, we all. I don't want excuses not to be a giver, not to be generous, not to give. And everybody say, now I've saying not to give stock. I don't feel it. So no, let, we're zeri Yisrael. You didn't feel like. You didn't have, we're, we're, we're generous people and certainly tap into that generosity. But yeah, this Suda Shainam Aspekas Labala is good to be aware of. Maskim Chaim.
in a dorm that comes up. You know, like if someone's begging them and they really need it, like if something like chashon should never happen, never ever happen. But someone's asking money, they're begging for it, and they really need it. I love hearing him talk. You're talking about one of the most generous people who's ever here. What you're saying, like, obviously, like, hello, the guy needs it. Like, we're working, we're working. You shared your soul with us. I know your soul says that. I know. You're right, you're right, you're right. If we could tap in, trust me, I'm not looking to easily say now, I shouldn't give, maybe, like, I'm not talking about that. Of course, we have that generous spirit in us where Goimle Chassad, and he's in big measure. So you're right. If we could tap in, I'm not looking to make the, the big takeaway here is, well, if you're not fully, don't give the dollar. Let's tap in and give the money. I'm talking about it being careful of somebody else's money, that the value of that and the importance of that is... Is big time. We I could say. Sometimes there's such a thing. Sometimes, again, all of us have to work on ourselves there's no how to extend our own <laughs> to do it and not be resentful. There's no violation on you for not giving. It's just that he would be stealing if you say yes. You didn't do anything wrong by giving him, even though he's like guilting you into it. Yeah, I yeah. Then I resent him. Now I have feelings of resentment when I, when I don't have any cookies left. Because I gave him my cookie once I get to that thing, I'll just resent him. I think that's pretty wrong. I have a shayla for the chevra. Yeah. I have a shayla on the dalad minim. I want to talk for a f- in a few minutes, in a little minutes, in a little bit. We're gonna have the mitzvah of dalad minim come sukkis. Now the mitzvah daily dalad minim. Now this mitzvah of dalad minim to have a lulav esrog hadasim and arabis. We're gonna hold the dalad minim. It's one of the most fascinating mitzvahs. It's very very interesting. There are two mitzvahs on sukkah. We have the mitzvah daraiz of sitting in the sukkah and the mitzvah daraiz of dalad minim. The sukkah, it's its message, its symbolism is very, very clear. It's very, very clear. The symbolism of the sukkah is in, in, in the, the, the we, we pass and it's a zechot that Anani Yaakov, that Hashem in the desert took care of millions of Yidin and supplied and supported us in the desert, Anani Yaakov, and sitting in a sukkah, the more it's interesting, in the summer, I feel like I live in a house more than during the year often. My wife and I always said when the rain like goes on the bungalow roof and it bangs, you feel protected. Ironically, living in less, and I'm a, sh- a guy would live in a tent, feels the protection from the elements more than you live in your house. And going in a sukkah and spending in a sukkah and feeling we're under Hashem's protection, and the sukkah, the dearest aray, that temporary hut we go in, reminds us, brings us back to the vulnerability of Klal Yisrael and the great protection Hashem has for a yid. That's the, the sukkah. And remembering Hashem's protection of his people then and now, the continuous protection, is, is the Ananiya covered, and that's the going into the sukkah. We're, in, we're under the protective, the protective hands of Hashem. That's the sukkah. 
It's interesting, the Dalad Minim is one of the hardest mitzvahs. If you ever look around Shul, we look hysterical, like serious people are holding branches and trees. We look so cute. The Dalad Minim, we're so things. used to it, so we, and you see like a serious man, he's like shaking his thing. A lot like, of Jewish things look silly to everything. Yeah, Dalad Minim are fascinating, and it's the hardest symbolism. What is that? We're shaking, and certainly it's Kedai, to study what is that, what's happening that we're taking these species, we shake them to all, to all around, we take these Daladminim, we're shaking them around, what is it saying, what does it mean, the symbolism of the Daladminim is, is hard, and it's fascinating, the two mitzvahs, one whose symbolism is very clear and relatively easy, to one that's elusive, what's happening, why are we taking these growing things and shaking them around? Certainly we have to study... And maybe, Be'ez Hashem, who knows, maybe we'll have time tomorrow to speak about some symbolism of the Dal Minim. I want to ask on this precious mitzvah, this mysterious mitzvah of shaking these Dal Minim, I want to ask, is the, listen to the subtlety, Shui. Yassi, I want to ask, Bensi, it's the Kappas it's Tamarim, the, the Binyan Si, and it's his Shaila. Is the mitzvah to take it or to have it in your hand? I'm gonna, I'll give you a case, I'll give you a couple of scenarios. Is, it says, take it. Sreli is the mitzvah to take it or to have it in your hand? It's not yours, definitely has to be yours. But is the mitzvah the taking? The second you pick up your yaitzah, but is the mitzvah that it's in your hands or taking? I'll give you a simple case. The chiv comes from Alois Shachar. Let's say at night, you have no chiv at night, you're already holding the Lulav and Esrug. I'll give you another case. The Allah is that it's yours. Let's say my friend, I don't have my own set. I don't have my own set, and my friend gives it to me. Now, when I, it wasn't mine, I do hagba and it's mine. But I never took it, it's in my hand. And it came into my hand before it was mine. So it's in my hand, but I didn't take it. Wait, what happened? It, I'm sorry. It was, uh, my friend gives it, I give it, let's say one of my sons doesn't have his own set. So I take my dal, meaning give it to my son. He's now, he picks, he goes like this, he does hagba, and he's kind of, it becomes his, but it was in his hands when it wasn't his. Hmm? Let's say you need Hagba to lift it. Let's say you didn't do that. Let's say it was in his hands, he's Magbiya, now it's his. But So, does he have to put it back down and take it again, Momo? Is the mitzvah to take it or to have it? What do you say? It says, take it. Does the Torah mean because the mitzvah is take it or take it is just a way of saying it, have it in your hands? Is the mitzvah to take it? I mean, if the Torah says take it, probably take it, no? The mitzvah to take it, or the mitzvah to have it in your hand? What do you say, Ilan? Well, from the mashmite, the mashmite, or? It says, The binyan sins mesopik, he has it said that if you're kind of from somebody else, you should actually put it down after you kind of retake it. It says, al-natilas, al-natilas, al-natilas. So the natila sounds as a pu'ula being night. I have that in mind. I pick it up. I'm not actually a minyotze. And then we flip it over so that the picking it up of it is not the mitzvah. Otherwise, I'm picking it up. That's the mitzvah. That's not a riot to this shayla upside down. Right. It's just that's how we do it. Meaning, technically speaking, that had I picked them up together, that's... 
Yeah, he's misopic. They're good rayas. There are a lot of rayas to this shayla. Is the mitzvah? Is the mitzvah the taking? Is the mitzvah uplifting it? I want to tell the guys why we. Most of the, do most of the guys here make the bracha when the esrog is upside down? Yes. Does anybody here not do that? I think I turn it upside down. Now. You don't turn it upside down. No, we don't. You do? Sure, you do. Ravadi Yosef says not to do that. Really? Hey, that's interesting. That's interesting. A lot of svardim. I know some svardim do that. A lot of svardim. I'll pick It's very nasty to hold it upside down. Why do we hold that upside down? It's very important to know why. You'll see it will affect. I've seen people do funny things, David. Why do we hold that upside down? The rule by all brachas is a bracha on a mitzvah is done over lasiyasan, Israeli. You make a bracha on a mitzvah before you perform the mitzvah. I want to tell you why we hold it upside down. A bracha on a mitzvah chayim is always done before you perform the mitzvahs. Kola mitzvahs kulan mivarachalayim over lasiyasan. You make a bracha before you do a mitzvah. Lulav has a problem that the second you pick it up, the mitzvah's performed. So maybe you should make a bracha when it's down. It's enoy mistaber to make a bracha on a mitzvah before it's by you. You know, much like food, you're supposed to be ready to drink, then you make a shakal. You don't make way before. It's called over the over. It's too early. You make a bracha right when you're ready to go. It's supposed to be in your hand, then you make a shakal and you drink. A mitzvah also, the mitzvah, the, the mitzvah should be in your hand, and then you make a bracha. If the lulav and esrog is not in your hand, it's like a false start. It's too early. Over the over. But the problem is once it's in my hand, I'm yaitzer ready. What? You touch it without picking it up. That's a great idea. I didn't see anybody give that eitzah, and it's a good question. Touch it. Touch it. Maybe that's not an, like, in your hand stronger. It's an interesting plan that it's not so over and over. I didn't see anybody say that. It doesn't mean it's not said. So Taisvis Lamites and Soka asks Momo, what do I do on the, on the Dalad Minim? If I make a bracha before it's in my hand, it's not Mestaba, that's too early. It's over and over. A mitzvah should be in your hand. If it's in my hand, I'm yaitz already. Well, Avi, what, Israeli, what do I do? I'm stuck. If the Dalin Minim are in my hand, I'm Yaitzim, the Agbe Nafikbe. If it's not in my hand, it's too early. What should I do, Hebra? So Ashkenazim have this plan. The Dalin Minim, you're not Yaitzif, you hold it Shaloi Kiderach De Lasan. You're not Yaitzif, you hold it the way it, not the way it grew. So we turn the Esrug upside down when we pick it up. Now here, I'll tell you something important. We pick it up upside down. So I'm not yaitzah. It's in my hand and I'm not yaitzah. That's our eitzah. The esrog is upside down. So it's in my hand and I'm not yaitzah. So you pick it up upside down. Make the brach. I'm sorry, pick it up upside down. It's in my hand and I'm not yaitzah. Make the bracha. Then you turn it right side up. And Beseder, now, now you made the bracha before you were Yaitzah, but it was in your hand. That's the Eitzvah Ashkenazim. Svardim don't like it. I'll pee Kabbalah. It's very, very bad to hold the Dalad Minim upside down. It's very, very, Svardim don't like it. Ravad Yosef knocks it and says, Chas V'Sholem, to hold the Dalad Minim upside down. So what does the Svardim Shagai do? 
So Ashkenazim do do that Eitzah. One of the things I've seen, and it makes me a little bit laugh, and it's ignorance, I've seen people pick oops. up the Esfag right and turn it upside down. I wouldn't even say, oops, they say, okay, I heard it's supposed to be upside down, you're wasting your time. If you picked it up right side up and turned it upside down, you might be wasting your time because you were yaitz already. Yeah, the problem was... Huh? Oops. Oops. Why didn't okay. you just you want to do Right. So the advice is... Yeah, yeah, oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the point we're trying to do is pick it up upside down. Pick it up upside down. I've seen people not even attempt that, just pick it up right side and turn it upside down. That's not a good Eitzah. Pick it up upside down because the point is if it's right side up, you're Yaitzah. And you, don't, you want to make the bracha before your Yaitzah. So pick it up. Now, if it happened and you picked it right side up, you're allowed to still make the bracha because we have other answers. So you're allowed to still make the bracha, but the goal is to pick it up upside down, not to pick it up right side up and turn it upside down. The point is then you're just breaking the, Ravad Yosef will be mad at you, the kolbo rips, turning the Dalamidim upside down. What does the Svardish guy do? Somebody who follows Ravad Yosef. Yeah, so they, they, they follow what Taisva says. What some people do, and all of us are probably doing anyway, besides holding it upside down, is have in mind not to be Yaitzah. Have in mind, pick it up right, and Rabbi Vadi Yosef told his Talmidim, have in mind not to be Yaitzah, and pick it up right side up. Now, why don't we do that, Yaitzah Chaimel? Why don't we just have in mind not to be Yaitzah, and pick it right side up? Because there's a machloikis that's unresolved if mitzvahs need kavan or not. Do you need to have in mind to be Yaitzah? It's a machloikis amayran, it's a machloikis rishonim, and a machloikis paiskim. In Simen Samach, it's unresolved. On Dairaisas, we're machmir that you need kavanas, on the Rabbanans, we're mekel, but it's not resolved. So, if you hold mitzvahs, don't need kavana, so then what does it help? Ooh. So Moyo says, even if mitzvahs don't need kavana, have in mind lehedya not to be yaitz, and you're still not yaitz. Taisva says like that, and Ravad Yosef tells Ravad Yosef tells us Talmidim to rely on Taisus. The Shagasarya, who I have a great affinity for, brings two rayas mshas that if your mitzvahs ain't suchs kavana, even if you have in mind not to be yaitz, you're yaitz. Which I suspect Klal Yisrael doesn't do that plan, Ashkenazim, because they're chayshish for the Shagasarya. So that's why we pick it up upside down and don't do Ravad Yosef's plan in deference to the Shagasarya. Taisvis says that even if you hold mitzvahs, don't need kavan, if you openly have kavan, shaloy latzeh, so you're not yaitzah. So that's what Ravad Yosef said to have in mind, lehed you not to be yaitzah. Taisvis is, the Shagasarya shita is that if you, even if you lehed you have in mind not to be yaitzah, you're still yaitzah. Taisvis shita is that if you lehed you have in mind not to be yaitzah, even if mitzvahs don't need kavana, you're still yaitzah. You're still not, you're, even if it's on the Kavana, you're still not Yaitzah. The Shagasari says, if mitzvahs don't need Kavana, and you lehed you have in mind not to be Yaitzah, you're Yaitzah nonetheless. Sheesh. So then it doesn't help to have in mind not to be Yaitzah. If the mitzvah is to take it, to take the Yeah, it's a good question why that's considered. I know what you mean. If the mitzvah, why is that called? I mean, he just, Tysus doesn't explain. He says, and the mitzvah is not piyodcha. That's what he says. The mitzvah is not piyodcha. 
It doesn't use the word. I'm like comparing it to Eivad Eivad. It says, mistaber. Klal, I want the mitzvah in your hands when you make the bracha. So Lamais, what we're going to all do is we're going to take the Dal Minim, we're going to take the Esra upside down, we're going to pick it upside down, make the bracha, then turn it right set up before the Nanuim. Remember before you do the shakes to turn it right set up. I like the Nanuim, I mean, for many, many years, I under, Revezi was always so careful with the Nanuim, and I wasn't careful enough with the shakes. I'm not going to go into the whole sugya, there's a whole shtickle Torah that, that there's, time does not allow, and I do want to make a minion for Mincha. Now, but, but the, 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 the Nanuim, there's, there's a sugya of the Nanuim, the, the bottom line is, I want to say to the guys that the Nanuim is massively important, that the Nanuim, the sheikhs, and to know how to do the sheikhs, very, I can't say everybody, the basic of the sheikhs, and to be very, very careful, is you do to every direction, the order of direction is you go there and back, there, back, there, back, three times, and while you're doing the three times, you're shaking the top. That's called Kishka Sha'alan. So you're shaking the top one, two, three times out, six times in every direction. That is the Nanuim, the shakes. So you're going three times out. And while you're going out, you're shaking the top. So there's two things going on. You're Mailuchu Mevi, there and back, six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, to each direction. The order, they're different, Menhagim, the order of the directions. We do six directions all around, up and down. The order is Ashkenaz, Svar, and the various customs. But in every direction, six times. Three times out, three times back. And while you're doing the six, Kesh Kosha'olin, you're shaking the tap. Maybe we'll have more time tomorrow to discuss some of the Inyanim, some of the Alachas. But for today, I wanted to get in these three things. The last day of this man, I wanted to get in Yom Kippur, and I wanted to get in Sukkis. That's coming, so we did that. Yashukar Kabbalah.